SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Our toll-free telephone number, as always, 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Our poll question is up with Major League Baseball starting today in honor of the MLB. Uh, who do you think is going to win the World Series? Uh, we get the Dodgers getting 34.5%. Stanky's 11.5%. Uh, other 23. I'll name a few of those here in a sec. And uh, I could care less getting 31% of the vote. So Dodgers at almost 35%. And I could care less uh, getting a third of the vote at 31%. Wow. Uh, how about that? We're getting a lot of uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, did get some, believe it or not, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, someone uh, predicted the Milwaukee Brewers. No, it's a Brewers fan, so you know, got to temper that uh, craziness with uh, if you're a fan, I guess you're allowed to uh, say whatever team you want, uh, no matter what it is, as long as you're in the postseason, obviously. So uh, good job by those that get the vote in. Again, go to your opposite picks feed, and uh, I'll update that a couple more times before we are through. Um, 844-843-6879. Boy, a lot to get to in the NFL aside from last night with Kansas City beating Baltimore in case you missed it, 34-20. Uh, tough beat if you had the over as they had 37 points at the half, only 17 in the second half. Baltimore had a couple of possessions there where you thought maybe they're going to get the old by the way touchdown, but they screwed up. KC kicker, Butker misses an extra point and a 42-yard field goal in the first half that obviously in the end would have pushed the game to an over. We're talking about Kansas City's chances of going undefeated. To me, they got four obstacles on their schedule. Otherwise, it is as easy as easy can be, clearly with this win. Now, they still got to worry about Tennessee, but uh, this gives them a monster leg up because they would win the head-to-head tiebreaker with Baltimore. So Baltimore leads Kansas City to lose twice more than what Baltimore does the rest of the way. So chances are very, very good that Baltimore is not getting the number one seed. Uh, after the game, Lamar Jackson, who threw for only 90-plus uh, yards, called Casey Kryptonite. Not a good thing if you're a Ravens fan. I'll accept the feat, but when you accept the fact that this team is just better than you, not a good sign. We'll talk about more. Bengals and Bad Beats on a Tuesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. to snap it. Here's Mahomes, gets some pressure, man in his face. He's got Hardman wide open for the touchdown. McCole Hardman 
and Mahomes paid the price. Hit by Marlon Humphrey. Touchdown, Chiefs. See it right here. He's ESPN TV with the call. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning. 12 minutes past the hour. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. You know, <clears throat> Andy kind of hit it on the head. You know, we've I've watched a lot of sports over the last couple of months, you know, whether it's NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. And you get a feel for no fans being in the stands. You, you do. It isn't the same. I, I have to admit that. Not that anyone is really debating that, right? I mean, no fans. You just don't get that same, you know, whatever juice. But I think the NBA, and I've said this many times, I think the NBA and NHL and MLB have done a pretty good job. A lot better, I have to say, than I thought it would be. I, I thought it would really be antiseptic and stale. But, you know, pumping in the crowd noise in the background, they haven't gone over the top. Uh, music and different things. They got some pictures and stuff. So it, it gives you more than just you're in a high school gym playing ball in front of three people feel. So you, you get a sense of it. But last night, as Andy kind of was alluding to, you're really, you know, you were expecting this Super Bowl atmosphere. It's Kansas City and Baltimore. And it just kind of laid there. You know, Kansas City scores on uh, four of its first five possessions. They open up a 27-10 lead. You know, that maybe played a role in it, but you know, you still, and you had some big plays. You had a bunch of trick plays. It's not like you didn't have excitement. You got Baltimore returning a kickoff back for a touchdown. Uh, you got a touchdown pass to a left tackle. I mean, you had things there to make it seem like it was a great event, but, you know, Three things. One, Kansas City jumps out to an early lead. That, that you know, struck a dagger in uh, the, the feel for the game. Two, the no fans in the stands, like I said, for, for the first time, you, you really got a sense of it just lying there, blah. And three, you know, I hate to bring it up, but, you know, because we did talk about it last week, but the broadcast, I mean, these guys just, they don't bring anything to the table. I'm sorry. They just bring nothing. It brings the broadcast down. You know, you don't have to elevate the broadcast, but don't bring it down. But there's just a... There is no fun. There's no laugh. I don't know what it is, but they're just, you know, there's certain people. It's like a joke. You know, a good comedian can tell one joke and you laugh your head off. And a bad comedian can tell that same joke. And, and you sit there like, OK, so what, what's so funny? You know, I mean, and that's how broadcasters are. You just, you got to have this karma. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to pinpoint what that exactly is. But I'm telling you right now, those three guys don't have it. None of them have it. It's, it's just it's a bad broadcast. It's a boring broadcast. And even a Kansas City Baltimore game. It, it, that So those three things kind of played a role, I do believe, in Kansas City's uh, ho-hum 34-20 win as they improved to 3-0, Baltimore falls to 2-1. You know, funny story. Hey, oh, no, by the way, I got to throw it out there. Uh, my boy Nicky Quick scored a touchdown last night. His first career touchdown, Nick Boyle. How about that? So what, Scott? Who's Nick Boyle? Well, as you LLs know or should know, loyal listeners, uh, he is married to my cousin's daughter. So he's my, I, I always get this confused. He's my cousin-in-law second. I think he's my second cousin-in-law, if that makes sense. So he's married to my, my first cousin's daughter. So, um, so we kind of root for Baltimore and we root for him specifically. So he actually got his first touchdown. They've actually thrown to him a little bit more. And I've actually seen him on props with FanDuel uh, a little more, which is a certain stature you reach now that you're actually part of the prop world. So he got his first touchdown last night. I don't know if he had a chance to keep the ball. Too bad he had to come in a loss. But our boy, Nicky Quick, congrats, Nick, uh, gets his first TD uh, uh, for Baltimore, albeit in a, in a losing cause. You know, it's funny. Th this clearly is 2020. What, what a strange, strange year. So yesterday, 
I go to a local electronics store. I won't say the name. You know, pretty prominent store. Perhaps you can figure it out. Doesn't really matter, I suppose. But I go there. I got to get an adapter for my computer. Uh, my adapter busted yesterday. So I go to the store. I tell the guy, listen, uh, this is what I need. I got to put two pieces into ones. I need an adapter to go to my computer. He says, oh, this is what you need. I said, are you sure? Absolutely. This is what you need. Just don't worry about it. Okay. So I take it home. I bring it home and I find out, well, that's not exactly what I need. Thanks for nothing, 335 an hour worker. Now I got to truck back to the store and, you know, get a replacement. So in the process of checking out with this piece of item, the sales clerk says, uh, do you want a receipt? I said, yes, I'd like the receipt. I'm company's paying for it so sure you want it emailed or do you want it uh, a physical receipt and i said well you know I, can i have both to tell you the truth because i, I gotta submit one to them and then i'd like to have one for my own records just in case you know breaks or something like my previous one did she says well you know believe it or not you can't have both i'm like well, what do you mean i can't have both well it's got to be either emailed to you or a physical one right now i'm like well i mean this is 2020 uh, you'd think you'd be able to print one out and email that to me, but I don't want your co the computer to blow up. So, um, you know what? Go ahead and email it to me, and I'll just make a couple of copies then, all right? Fine. I said, by the way, without a receipt, how am I going to walk out of the store? Because they have someone that checks you before you leave. I said, hey, how are you going to walk out of the store without a receipt then if you're, if you're emailing it to me? Well, believe it or not, it automatically goes on their computer, and they know that you got the receipt and you actually paid for it. I said, so what you're telling me is that you can't email me and physically give me a receipt at your register, but you have the capability of sending it across the floor to another guy's register to show that I actually paid it. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. This is 2020, right? You can't physically give me a stupid little receipt and email it to me, but you have the capability of sending it across the floor. All right, whatever. Fine. Let me just. Let me just get home, do it, right? So I get home, and I find out it's not the right one. So I got to go back because I need to get it to be on YouTube here. So I said, listen, you know, I bought this thing here. It's not the right one. It's not broke or anything, but I need to replace it. She says, well, I, you know, do you have the receipt? I said, no, I don't have the receipt because they were going to email it to me. And uh, she says, okay, we'll look it up on a computer. She says, you know, when did you buy it here? You know, a couple of weeks ago? I said, no, I bought it here about an hour ago, literally. And uh, ultimately, she goes, uh, the person says, it, it's not in her system. And I'm like, listen, uh, first of all, I have one of your store, not credit cards, but one of those store, you know, join so-and-so club, right? So for points or whatever. I said, I even use that. I, I said, I used the credit cards. I, I was here an hour ago. Well, it's, it's not in our system yet. It takes about, you know, a couple of hours for it to get into the system. I'm like, what? This is 2020. I was in your store an hour ago. I bought something. Here it is. And you're telling me it's not in your system an hour later? Well, no, it usually takes a few hours. So, you know, you can't really return it. And if you want to come back tomorrow or later on, I said, I, I, you know, listen, I don't live that far away. I could. But I, I got to tell you, you got to buy another one. This is really a pain in the ass. I mean, you're telling me in 2020. You know, it takes more than an hour for something that you bought by credit card to get put into your system. Yep. All right. Let me buy the other one. Oh, by the way, you know, thank your worker for telling me to buy the wrong one. It wasn't even my fault that it was uh, the wrong one. It's remarkable. I, I tell you, what a lost year. What an absolute lost year. But you, you think about that. You know, yeah, the technology, as the saying goes, to put a man on the moon. But you have to wait a couple of hours when you buy something to put it into the system. 
And then God forbid you should actually want a physical receipt and get one emailed to you. And this is a multi-gazillion dollar national company. Okay. You wonder why businesses around the country are going out of business. You really do, right? I mean, you wonder, you know, you see it all the time. And we're talking about not mom and pop stores, though those obviously, but, you know, big corporations, major corporations going out of business. And not that this store necessarily will, but this is why. I mean, it, it, some of these things are so stupid. I, I, I bought something at your store an hour ago, and it's not in your system yet? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, cahoots to Tampa Bay. They beat Dallas last night 2 nothing. We talked about it in the first uh, hour of the show. Braden Point scores uh, first period for all intents and purposes. That was it. Dallas could only muster 22 shots on Andre Veseleski. He gets the shutout. Victor Hedman gets the con Smythe as the playoff MVP. So Tampa Bay, one down, two to go. You got the, the Lightning winning the championship. And in hockey, you got Tampa Bay as the number one seed in baseball. Uh, AL Series starts this afternoon. And then you got the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. All with legitimate chances to win championships. I mean, how funny would it be if Tampa Bay got three straight championships? Boy, uh, you'd expect that from New York, from Boston, Chicago, L.A. Not necessarily Tampa Bay, but it could happen. All right, more coming up. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. 36 for Murray. Jokic on the steal, ahead to Grant. And the Nuggets pouring it on. Timeout LA. A 20-point lead with 2.10 remaining. This is absolutely shocking. What a performance by this Nuggets team. Game in this series against the team that many felt was the favorites to win the championship. Montrez Harrell spins and banks it in. They failed to reach the conference finals. It's never happened in their franchise history. They had three opportunities here against the Clippers. They keep hearing what a future this team has. Well, the future is now, right now, for the Denver Nuggets. A shocking upset. They eliminate the heavily favored Clippers here in the second round and an historic series win. 6-0 in elimination games here in the bubble. Much respect for the coaching staffs. ESPN with the call. Oh, yeah. The last game as head coach for Doc Rivers as the L.A. Clipper head coach. Vegas and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning, 26 past the hour. Taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We'll update the Twitter feed question. Uh, who's going to win uh, the Baseball World Series, which gets underway postseason. And uh, that is the case for Doc Rivers, who blows a 3-1 series lead. I say he as head coach of the Clippers, as Denver rallies and wins it. And he gets fired slash uh, agreed, uh, you know, as the proverbial saying goes, to uh, leave as head coach of the Clippers. He's been there seven seasons. He's never advanced past the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, let alone win an NBA championship and even get to an uh, NBA finals, can't even get to a Western Conference finals. 
Terrific regular season record, you know, 943 and 681. They get Kawhi Leonard. They get Paul George this year. Maybe you want to say it's unfair given all the circumstances. This team clearly was not there. Although I, I will say, you know, people that want to use that as an excuse because the Eclipse were one of the teams before the bubble game started <clears throat> that apparently voted to not resume play. And then we all know with all the social stuff going on, they had a vote, and the Lakers and Clippers both reportedly voted not to resume play again. So you could say, well, the Clippers' heads weren't there. But, you know, I, I would counter that by saying if that's the case, then they wouldn't have had a 3-1 series lead over Denver. You know, you don't just discredit the fact that the Nuggets were able to win three in a row against this Clipper team by saying, well, the Clippers' heads weren't there. No, you, you know, again, they would have been down 3-1. They would have lost the series in five, maybe even six. Uh, if their heads weren't necessarily there. But you jump out to a 3-1 series lead, that that means you care. That means you tried it. You just effed up. So And, and they've been effing up since basically Doc Rivers got there. He arguably, along with the uh, boy wonder Brad Stevens in Boston, is one of the most overrated head coaches in NBA history. And I don't doubt for a second, not a second, he will get another job. Players do seem to like him, despite some of the chemistry issues that the Clippers apparently had uh, when everything was said and done down the stretch. but. He does not get it done. And even with the Boston Celtics way back when, I mean, you think about those Celtic teams that he had. I mean, he had Paul Pierce basically in his prime, Ray Allen basically in his prime, Kevin Garnett basically in his prime, Rajon Rondo, maybe, maybe not, but basically in his prime. Uh, you know, even uh, Glenn Baby Davis was was halfway decent. And Rasheed Wallace, you know, older, older Rasheed Wallace. I won't say in his prime with that one. But, you know, he had three legitimate Hall of Famers with still, you know, some uh, treads on the tires, if not in their prime, but certainly still treads on their tires. And a pretty good player in Rajon Rondo. And they lost to the Los Angeles Lakers blowing a 3-2 series lead. Now, they were able to beat them one time. but you know, he was a Celtic coach for a number of years, always got a number one or two or number two, three seed, uh, one, two or three, and, you know, only won one championship and lost the final game 83-79 after getting embarrassed in game number six, 89-67. So last two games in that, you know, NBA finals, his team didn't even score 80 points. I mean, how's that with Ray Allen, Rondo, Pierce, and Garnett, and they can't put 80 points on the board. So now is that all his fault? But take think about this. I just told you, right? Celtics had three Hall of Famers on their roster and a pretty good player in Rajon Rondo, right? The Lakers, okay, they had the Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. I get that. But the Lakers starting lineup included Kobe and Pau. Meta World Peace, the bird brain that he is. Uh, Derek Fisher, nice player, but nothing spectacular. And Andrew Bynum. I mean, that was their, and then uh, Lamar Odom, bird brain number two, and Jordan Farmer uh, coming off the bench. I mean, you had three Hall of Famers plus Rondo, and you couldn't beat a team with meta freaking world peace in the starting lineup with Derek Fisher and Andrew Bynum. I mean, are you kidding me? So he failed miserably, and then he lost to the following year uh, or the preceding year to the, uh, the Orlando Magic. I mean, it was one failed season after another with the Celtics with, again, Pierce and, and Allen and, and – uh, Garnett, I mean, how did you win more than one championship? Then you go to the Clippers, 
And I get it. The Clippers aren't necessarily a great team. You know, the expectations went through the roof this past year, uh, being able to get Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. And, and again, they failed miserably. It has been one failure after another for the Clippers. And, and really, you know, Doc Rivers, who seemingly is one of the nicest guys in the world. You never hear anyone say anything negative about him. So it's not about personality or him being a jerk or anything along those lines. But, you know, somewhere along, you got to win. You, you just have to win. You know, he's blown more 3-1 series lead than basically series that he's won, for goodness sakes. So I'm not surprised at all. I really am. I'm not surprised about this. And then, of course, the four-letter network and their great insight uh, is reporting that Clippers assistant Ty Lu is a leading candidate for the head coaching vacancy, as well as Jeff Van Gundy possibly being a potential candidate. Well, what, what does that mean? A potential candidate. I, I'm a potential candidate, right? Well, you're a potential candidate. We're all potential candidates. Doesn't mean we will be. Well, doesn't mean we're going to get an interview, but we're a potential candidate. That's one of those like no nothing stories, but it'll create some headlines. You're a potential candidate. Yes. Yeah, so is my 15 year old daughter. All right. Potentially, she could be a candidate. Why not? Uh, I, I, I I hate those type of stories. You know, th those are the let's make up a story. We all know that Ty Lu. Every single opening out there, whether it's the the, the uh, 76ers or when the Knicks had an opening or when the Nets had an opening or the Rockets. I mean, every single opening has Ty Lue's name to it for some dopey reason. I don't know why. Same thing with Jeff Van Gundy. You don't have to be the so-called great insider. Thank you very much, Four Letter Network, to tell me that Ty Lue is a candidate or Jeff Van Gundy could be a potential candidate. What a joke. And listen. I also bring this story up because as a Celtic fan and one that is not a fan of Boy Wonder, Brad Stevens, you know, when people tell me, oh, Sky, you know, you're making fun of Stevens and there's no way the Celtics are going to fire him. No way. Blah, 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 blah. That's stupid. He takes the team to the playoffs every single year. Well, you know what? If the Clippers can fire Doc Rivers, there's no reason why the Celtics can't fire Brad Stevens. And I don't think the Doc Rivers-Celtics relationship ended sourly. I don't remember how. I, I forget why they, they decided to go separate ways, to tell you the truth. But, you know, would a reunion be the craziest thing in the world? Not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily be a fan of it. But, you know, you're going from the pot to the frying pan. But don't tell me it's that crazy of a notion, point being, that the Celtics get rid of Brad Stevens. Because his playoff resume is just as bad as Doc Rivers. I said, at least Doc has one championship. At least he could point to that and say, well, I did win one time. What has Brad Stevens done? Nothing. Zero. Nada. Zippo. Zilch. No NBA championship. No NBA finals. And nothing but failed Eastern Conference finals. 0 for 3. Failing in each one. Losing year after year after year to teams that maybe are better than them or at least on the same level, but never taking the team over the top, never being able to get the team to execute, to be able to beat the team that, you know, can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. You know, again, as I pointed out yesterday, I'll point to one series, this Toronto Raptors series from uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's the only time I remember a Celtic team facing a club that was just as talented as they were, and really it was a 50-50 proposition. Every other time they faced a club in the postseason that was just as good or as or better than them, they lost every single time except that Toronto series. I'll give them credit for that one. And even that one, they did darn near pissed away. So he, to me, is an underachieving head coach. And if the Clippers can fire Doc Rivers, you know what? It is time to part ways with Brad Stevens. He is so overrated. 
X's and O's and all this other stuff. In a lot of ways, he is Doc. Players seem to love him, gets along with the media. You know, no big deal. Everyone's great. Oh, it's Brad Stevens. It's Doc Rivers. You know, how could you say anything wrong about those two guys? Well, you know what? When your fans are their teams, then you can really break it down and say there's something wrong with those guys as coaches. They're, they're not good. They just aren't. So, again, if the Clippers can fire Doc, Celtics should fire suit. Then they really should and get rid of Stevens. Boston Globe reported that uh, Gordon Hayward apparently had, did have some serious injuries with his sprained ankle. Um, Globe reported that uh, he had issues that he came back from probably a couple of weeks earlier than it really should have. He essentially played on one leg, they're reporting. Now, I don't know, nerve and uh, retina aculum, whatever the fudge that is, damage in his sprained ankle. I, I don't know if this is just, you know, the, the Boston Celtics sending out, hey, listen, don't blame uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, it wasn't that bad. He wasn't, you know, he, don't don't blame it on him because he was playing on one leg. I don't know if that's the case. He averaged 10 points a game. You know, they had two. It's tough for the Celtics. I will tell you this because they had two supposed superstars that failed to really live up to their billing, right? Gordon Hayward, because maybe because of injury. I don't know if he ever really has. And Kemba Walker failed miserably. He just never was the superstar. The, the 30 point score didn't score 30 points in any playoff game. Uh, only uh, got to 20 plus a couple of times. So he, he wasn't the number one guy that they thought that they were counting on. So uh, that's probably why more than anything else, aside from the coaching, why they lost. All right, 844-843-6879. More coming up, more football talk. We'll see who's in and out as the quarterback position next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. Be okay. Eat a lot of clock up. Making sure it's a two two score game. Second and six. Catch is made by Robinson, and he breaks free. Allen Robinson takes it all the way for a Bears touchdown. Oh my goodness. Fox Sports with the call on Sunday as the Bears do rally, knock off the Atlanta Falcons. Bagels and bad beats on a uh, Tuesday morning, 40 minutes past the hour. Poll question, Major League Baseball playoffs start today. Who's winning the World Series? And uh, the uh, proverbial other leading the way, 31%. I could care less. Every time I say that, it does feel like a uh, a, a, a horse race uh, down the stretch. I could care less at 30%. Uh, L.A. Dodgers at 29%. And then the Stankies at uh, 10%. Let me read, uh, before we get to the football stuff here, let me read some of the uh, uh, others that are being mentioned because White Sox, Jason uh, writes in White Sox. Uh, Lance Giles writes in the fans, okay. Uh, Will down in Tampa, no doubt, uh, punches in the Devil Dogs. Uh, David writes in, it's a long shot, but I'm going to go with my Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that would be a long, long, long shot. And knowing they got the Dodgers, oh, by the way, in the first round, and then they more than likely would have the Padres, uh, that would be a tough one. Uh, it really would. 
Ryan writes in Cleveland Indians. Uh, Andy writes in, I couldn't disagree with Mr. Peanut, even though the uh, Reds are red hot. I think the Braves have a great shot and will beat them. Uh, Ryan writes in the Padres. And uh, Jeff did the Atlanta Braves. And and there you go. So uh, check out the uh, Twitter feed, Opposite Picks, at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, B-I-C-K-S. And we'll update that one more time. But that is there all day. I put that there all day, and then we'll update. Uh, didn't do one yesterday. Yesterday was was kind of crazy here, uh, kind of out of whack uh, with a couple things going on before the show. But uh, we'll update that at least one more time uh, before the show is through. All right, 844-843-6879. So, yeah, so no surprise as Chicago head coach Matt Nagy says that Nick Foles is a starting quarterback over Mitch Trubisky. You know, really the biggest surprise was why Nagy didn't get the start from the get-go. Although it is a little weird, right? I mean, even with the loss against the Falcons, the Bears would still be 2-1, and one, and I got a feeling most Bears fans would have taken that at the start of the season. But uh, it is what it is. Foles is going to be the starter, supposedly, from here on out. You know, what, what does that mean? You know, I love when they, these coaches say these things. I'd like to be able to be at these press conferences and go back to them and say, well, wait a minute. Now, what if Foles, you know, has three straight losses? Does that mean he's still going to be the starting quarterback? I mean, are you just completely writing off Trubisky from this point forward, no matter what happens? I mean, everybody's on a leash. Some leashes are a little bit longer than others, but, you know, you can't tell me if Foles and the Bears lose three straight and he throws, you know, 10 of 30 for 15 yards, that he's still going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, It may not be changing from week to week, but, you know, it probably actually is, to tell you the truth. You know, and then, uh, you know, I don't even know who the Bears uh, play this week. I haven't looked at the schedules yet, but something tells me it's a halfway decent team because, um, well, it's just the Chicago Bears and they play in a tough division, whether it's Green Bay, uh, maybe a desperate Vikings team. Eh, let, me, let me double check here. But point is, if you have to perform. You, you just have to perform. And if you don't, then uh, you know what? You're going to be replaced. It's a given no matter what the head coach says. Bears play uh, the Colts, okay? Not easy, not difficult, but certainly winnable at home. Then they got the Bucks. That's obviously uh, going to be a tough one. That's a Monday night game. And then uh, they hit the road at Carolina and at the L.A. Rams. So it's, you know, and then the Saints after that, Titans after that, Vikings, and then Packers. That, that's your tough stretch if you're Bears fans. Saints, Titans, Vikings, Packers uh, in the middle of November. That, that's where it's all going to come to uh, be for the Chicago Bears, whether they're going to be a great football team or not. So, um, again, no surprise. No surprise whatsoever. They're calling for the head of Carson Wentz already in Philadelphia at 0-2-1. And, and, and let me tell you, if uh, you know, a couple things here. As uh, Doug Peterson was on a local radio station, and uh, kudos to the host, don't know their names. Otherwise, they give them props. But, you know, they were asking, you know, I think the appropriate question, uh, are you considering anyway a quarterback change? Because Wentz has thrown two interceptions in each of the first three games, played lousy. He's only, he only threw for 225 yards and a touchdown in their tie against the Bungles this past Sunday. And it, it's got to be, you know, brought up. And Peterson said, no, 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 you don't go there. This is a knee-jerk reaction. This is a reaction to things that are sometimes, you know, the aura of what's out there. This is not what we believe internally, and we're going to continue to get better. Carson is our quarterback. We're only half a game out because the uh, AFC, or NFC sucks and blah, 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 blah. So, But you know what? The, the Eagles created their own mess here. They really did. When you use a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts like they did this past year, this is what happens. These are the repercussions of it. This is why you get the you know question so quickly three weeks into a season. Whether they're 3-0 or 0-3 or 0-2-1, doesn't matter. 
When you use as high a pick as they used a second rounder on a quarterback, that is going to lead to scrutiny. That is going to lead to fans at the very first instant jumping on the let's trade our quarterback and let's put the backup in. Because as we all know, the backup quarterback is the greatest thing since uh, mankind, you know, the invention of the wheel and the backup quarterback, two of the most notable things in our history. We all know he's the greatest thing in the world. And they got this new shiny little toy in Jalen Hurts, and they want to see how well he plays. They want to see what they have. Is he another Lamar Jackson? Is he another Pat Mahomes? Who knows? You know, the scrambling quarterback, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, the scrambling quarterback has given the the fan, the football fan, the prospect of we have the next Pat Mahomes. We have the next Lamar Jackson. I don't care what Carson Wentz has accomplished. We didn't win the Super Bowl with him. It was with Nick Foles. We got this guy that maybe is the greatest thing since sliced bread, so let's put him in there. So you use a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, you know, no big deal. But when you use a first or a second rounder, and I'm going to tell you, the first time the Packers struggle, you'll be hearing the same thing in Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you will. But Philadelphia now is uh, in that spot, and Jalen Hurts is sitting there. You used a second round pick on him. So I don't blame the Eagles fan. Why not? The season is about to be pissed away. You're right. They're only a half a game out because that division stinks. And, and you know, no doubt Carson Wentz is going to change things around, but their offense is bad. I don't know if it's necessarily him or not. Their wide receivers are all banged up. Their offensive line is all banged up. Uh, they got no running game to speak of. I mean, they couldn't even move the football against the Cincinnati Bungles. The Bungles. You know, they damn near gave up 40 points to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if you can't move the football against the Bungles at home, then there are some changes that maybe are needed. Maybe they are better suited for a scrambling type of quarterback. Um, I, I, I doubt Jalen Hurts would be able to do any better, but who knows? Again, when you use a second-round pick, you know, don't bitch and complain about the fans being finicky here. When you use a second-round pick, you waste, in my eyes, a second-round pick for a backup quarterback when you just paid your starting quarterback $30-plus million a year. You knew you were going to do that. Yet you still used and threw away to me a second rounder. Well, you know what? Uh, you, you, you open up the bed, you got to get in it. And that's the case for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You, you brought this on yourself. You, you really did. A uh, little different situation in Washington where Ron Rivera has basically said it's, it's uh, put up or shut up time for Dwayne Haskins. He threw three interceptions in Sunday's 34-20 loss to the Browns. Uh, a loss that, you know, 14 points was not as close as that game was. You know, Washington was actually leading it second half, 20 to 17. They had a chance to win the football game, but his turnovers led to their demise. And he's not played well, you know, outside of basically a half against Philadelphia in week number one. He was awful against Arizona last Sunday. He was awful this previous Sunday against Cleveland. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, especially when you taste that blood, you know, when you get that win, and you're in a division as bad as the NFC East is, and you realize, boy, just one or two wins, and we're sitting there in first place. I, I mean, no, not just in a playoff spot, but you know, first place in the division, it, it tends to bring the expectations up a little bit. Uh, and in this case, it's with Dwayne Haskins, as uh, Ron Rivera said that you know there are Washington players who deserve better than what the team has gotten through three weeks. Uh, is there a cutoff point for Haskins, he was asked. Yes, there is. And if you brought up the point, it's a very good point, that there are guys in that locker room that are playing well enough for us to win. 
And again, we have to make sure everyone is playing well enough for us to win at that point. And there's a cutoff point for me. There is. So he's referring to Haskins. He's uh, completed just 76% of his passes. Excuse me, 56% of his passes. Second worst in the NFL behind uh, Jeff Driscoll at Denver. Um, a passer rating of 75, 76%. Also brutal. Second in the NFL. Worst. And you throw in there, don't forget who the backup quarterback is this year. One Kyle Allen, who played with Rivera last year in Carolina and had some success. So that would also, and Alex Smith, oh, by the way. Now, I don't know if they would ever really, really use Alex Smith. If I was a head coach and I used him and God forbid something should happen to him, boy, I'd never forgive myself. But, you know, I don't care if the doctors are giving clearance or not. I, I, uh, for a guy who damn near lost his leg, and in some cases people were talking about whether he would survive because of the, the issues that he had with his injury, I, I, you know, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I really don't. But, you know, that said, I no doubt Kyle Allen, I would think, would get the first crack at it. Uh, although, you know, listen, if the doctors do say that Alex Smith is 100% ready to go, absolute, then why wouldn't he get the benefit of the doubt? Why would it be Kyle Allen, to tell you the truth? Why not Alex Smith? So uh, who knows who the starting quarterback really would be? But it is interesting to note that the Redskins already have kind of said, you know, Dwayne, uh, it, it's either, you know, crap or get off the pot time already after, you know, Basically, a half a season last year and, and three weeks uh, into the season this year. And again, once you have those expectations of winning, uh, it makes it a little bit more difficult. It really does. I mean, you should always have those expectations, obviously. But a safety Earl Thomas set to sign with the Houston Texans, according to reports. Well, I tell you what, you know, I, I understand that, you know, at this point, he just needs a job. Supposedly, this is his first official visit after he was released. Uh, by the Baltimore Ravens, you know, this has been a few weeks now. So, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. But going to the Texans, an 0-3 football team, he really must be desperate for a job. He really, really must be desperate. And there, he must be just a real putz. He really, I, I don't know, never met him, never interviewed him. But for a guy who, you know, people were talking about being a Hall of Famer, literally, not to be able to get on a team at this point in a season, you know, unless he's asking for just a gazillion dollars. And that tells me that, that there are some serious issues with this guy. Serious issues. Very strange. Real, real strange. All right, baseball playoffs do get underway. I mentioned this before. It is a little strange um, that they would go basically, you know, two games on at the same time. And it's in, it's in the afternoon, no less. Um, and, and they really just kind of, you know, there are certain series that they want to highlight and certain series that they want to, you know, basically just get rid of. And, you know, they're going to have the Chicago White Sox and Oakland A starting at three being played basically the same time the Houston Astros and Minnesota Twinkies are being played. That game, the Houston-Minnesota game starts at two. White Sox-Oakland start at three. And then you got Toronto and Tampa Bay starting at five. Now, I, I don't know how much they're going to stick to that, but that Houston-Minnesota game could go more than three hours, right? Most baseball games do. Would they start that game at five? You know, then they'd have three games going on at the same time. And then, uh, you know, the Yankee-Cleveland game starts at seven o'clock later, later on in the night. So I, I don't know why they couldn't have started the White Sox-Oakland at 10 and made that a late game, right? And, you know, th this way you could stagger it so they all get prime time and they all get... Um, 
you know, exclusivity as far as being on at, uh, at one time. So very, very little, very strange there. But bottom line is, Stankies are in trouble. We're all in on the Indians. A knockoff, Eric Cole, the Stankies. Take us a bad beat. Close up shot next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning, 57 minutes past the hour. Let's update our poll question. Major League Baseball playoffs start today. Who's winning the World Series? Uh, the other, proverbial other, winning it with 32% of the vote. Uh, I could care less coming in second. 30%, Dodgers 27, and uh, the Stankies at 10%. Again, that'll be posted all afternoon long. So uh, feel free to go to the Opposite Picks uh, uh, email or, or uh, Twitter feed. And uh, get your vote in, and we'll update that uh, on tomorrow uh, before we do our poll question for Wednesday. Uh, speaking of which, uh, how about uh, a couple of baseball plays for today? Again, you got four series. Houston, Minnesota starts at two. Granky and uh, Maida, uh, and White Sox in Oakland at three. Uh, Giolito and Lazardo, and you got the Toronto Blue Jays and Devil Dogs starting at five. Blake Snell, Matt Shoemaker, and then uh, Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber. Uh, for the Stanks and Indians later on tonight. I, I, I like to. I'm going to go with the Indians that pick them at home against uh, the Stanks, who really uh, just w- went down the stretch, played some awful baseball, which is why they got the number five seed. Uh, so I don't believe in the Stanks. Let's go Indians. And I also like the White Sox this afternoon uh, against the, or excuse me, the Oakland A's this afternoon against the White Sox. White Sox have just an atrocious, just a god awful record against uh, good teams. One thing about baseball this year with these postseasons, it is fun because you're getting teams that haven't faced each other all year for the most part. Toronto, Tampa Bay, yes. But uh, because of the limited schedule and only playing teams in your own division, these teams are facing each other for the first time. So that that, that is kind of actually kind of cool. Uh, Shohei Itani says he still wants to be a pitcher and hitter. Uh, I'd concentrate on one brother. He hit just a buck 90 this year. Notre Dame with 18 positive tests in the latest round of COVID testing. Uh, Vandy says fans can now attend uh, football games. They've had a change of heart starting this uh, upcoming month. And uh, Victor Oladipo says uh, apparently he wants out at Indiana. Great job with the phone calls, emails, and tweets. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Enjoy the baseball. Be safe and have yourselves a great day. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.